Let me be sit there instead. I want the extra seat. No one. Welcome to the Events Podcast, a show about the tech events in Vancouver. I'm Samantha Ming. In this episode, I attend a e-commerce meetup event. It was organized by the Vancouver Web Design Group. The goal of this event is to learn why e-commerce site is important for your business, what are some of the popular tools to build it, all the way to current trends and shipping details. This is a great episode about e-commerce, so let's dive right in. There are five speakers in this evening's talk. The first speaker is Daryl. He is the president of Graphically Speaking, which is a digital agency in BC. His talk is about e-commerce trends. So first and foremost, uh, e-commerce has taken off and it's continuing to do so. And so the average American uh, prefers now to shop online. And the younger they get, the more they prefer it. That it is uh, the trend that is happening and, and will continue to happen. In this clip, he talks about the type of services consumers are expecting now and how your business can increase sales by providing them. Here's what our consumers are now expecting to be able to do. So they're being able, they expect to be able to search and when they do a search, they're actually, they expect to be able to do it everywhere. They also even expect to be able to do it in your store on your devices. And there's huge conversion rates increases by putting uh, iPads and things like that in your store. Obviously, they want to purchase everywhere. They also want to receive. They want to be able to get it at work, home, hotels, and the list goes on. A Toronto furniture retailer recently did one thing different and had a 30% uptake in sales. And that was they did pickup at their retail locations. They had 15 retail locations. They had a 30% increase in sales just by offering pickup. They also want to be able to return products. So we call this omni-channel, and that's what we're all trying to do in the e-commerce space itself. Daryl proceeds to talk about the next big impact your business needs to account for. What's going to have an impact on e-commerce? Well, 20% of your searches are done now voice. Imagine, think of the volume of that. Have you ever tried to find your company by talking to Siri? Daryl gives us a live demo on how people will start using voice search with the new Google Home. Okay, Google, list a web development company in Vancouver, British Columbia. I found a few places. The first one is YMG Online, Vancouver Web Design at 503 to 1333 West Georgia Street in Vancouver. The second one is Aroma Web Design at 73 Water Street in Vancouver. So, what the really interesting part is, we're not only going to have to market to, mach to people, we're going to have to market to machines. And they're going to be a little more unpredictable, I think, than humans. The next speaker is Tyler. He is the marketing manager at Build Direct. And he'll be discussing with us how to segment your customers to create an effective marketing plan. Uh, the four steps of this, right? And the first number one is you have to pick your audience, right? Who are the people that are coming to your site? What are they doing? What makes them, what groups them together? What makes them interesting? 
Uh, number two, figure out their value, right? You know, the big part of this conversation is gonna be, you only have so much time or so much money to spend attracting these customers or bringing them back or, or whatever it might be. Um, so you have to really understand what's the future value of these customers to your business and to you, and start looking at which ones do we actually wanna focus on first. Uh, number three, these customers are all different. They all have uh, various questions and concerns and worries about buying from your uh, company, whether it's a product or a service, it doesn't really matter. Um, they have questions that are unanswered as they go through your, your site. And as a customer moves through and, and actually joins one segment and then moves to another segment, those questions that they have change. They don't have the same, the same issues as they move through the site. And so you sort of have to look, figure out what they're looking for, what, the, what they need to hear, and, and help them understand that. Uh, and then number four, as with anything in marketing, the key is to not just do it once. These things aren't projects, these are, are programs or processes. And the key is to do it once and then again and then again, refining over time and just making it a lot better. When you create a tailored message that addresses your customer's specific needs and interests, they respond better and are more likely to buy your products or services. In this clip, Tyler provides an example. For the travel industry, here's two different uh, travelers. They're on Expedia, wherever they are, they're buying flights. And the one on the left buys many flights per year. They usually try and buy within one session. They are interested in things like uh, convenience, points, you know, ease like uh, business uh, class, all these kind of things. Things that are all about saving their time and making their life easier. When it comes to the student on the right, you know, they've got all the time in the world. They're trying to plan their gap here. They might be having three months from now where they're trying to book the flight. They might be going for, for six months. So the beauty about this one is they're much more interested about price. They care about how much does it cost and are willing to maybe, maybe take an extra two or three layovers on a flight to Vietnam. They don't really care. They want to say, if they're going to save 500 bucks, it works for them. So the thing here is that the messaging for these two customer groups cannot be further apart, right? On the left, you've got ease and speed. Price isn't as important. And on the right, it's all about price and adventure, right? So it's about opening up the excitement of what could be. Up next is Henry. Henry is an instructor at a local college called BCIT, as well as a web application freelancer. His talk is about e-commerce technologies. In this clip, he talks about the technical foundational layers of building an e-commerce site. Knowing the general idea of what these layers are will help you figure out what type of programmers you need to hire. Any kind of web application has three different things. They have a database, they have a server, and they have a client side of it. And to give you an understanding, if you have to hire somebody, in the visual side, you have a visual side, you have, which is the client side where people see things. You have the server side where information gets fed through um, from, the, from all your customers. And the server will calculate all those information and query those information and make, and then they'll store the information in the database. So you can hire a team to build your e-commerce site from scratch, which is building out the three layers mentioned by Henry. But there are also platforms that have set up these three layers for you already. All you have to do is plug in your e-commerce content into it. Daryl, who is the first speaker that you heard, returns back to the stage to talk about this. I'm going to talk about the three platforms, uh, the most popular ones, which are Shopify, WooCommerce, and Magento. The first option is Shopify. 
to Shopify inclusion. It's simple, limited, and very inexpensive. It's focused on B2C and ease of use. And if you're a new, you know, new to the uh, e-commerce, and let's say you've got one to three stores, we think Shopify is just the top of the heap in, in that regard. It's a SaaS-based model, which means it is not very customizable. And you can't go in and modify the code like you can with many of the other products. But it is so worry-free and out of the box. So it's just a great solution uh, and quick and very easy to implement. The second option is WooCommerce. WooCommerce is next up. And WooCommerce is good for simple to moderately difficult B2B and B2C websites. It's a WordPress open source plugin. It's a hosted model, so not a SaaS-based model. I'm assuming most of you know what I'm talking about. And so it does require hosting and security. And you're usually looking for security somewhere around $1,000 a year, uh, second year and third year, maybe a little less, to make sure that you have the proper security for it. Do not put it live without the proper security. You would not believe the risks associated from the credit card companies are your payment gateways if you do that. And we see probably about 25% of WooCommerce sites without proper security on them itself. The real key for an B2B marketing standpoint, why it's so strong, is uh, for content marketing. And content marketing in a B2B environment, that's the number one up and coming marketing standard that uh, companies are using. And so it's very effective and very powerful in that regards. Finally, there's Magento. Now Magento last, so they're focused on mid-size and large clients. Uh, if you're s small and, and, and close to small, you really shouldn't be entertaining Magento. Uh, it's, a, it's an enterprise level product and it comes with the enterprise level complexity, so which means it's got lots of options. It's also based on open source technology like WooCommerce. It is also a hosted model, so you again got the $1,000 for security, but that's at a minimum. Uh, if you're entering into the Magento landscape, you hopefully this is your second uh, website or you have a team that knows what they're doing and do expect to spend some money. It's excellent for integration and customization, and if you're a reasonable size B2B or B2C uh, client, you've already got established uh, ERP, CRMs, inventory management, etc. So that's very important. Now that you know how to set up your e-commerce site, the next of your concern is shipping. What kind of shipping option would you provide? Ron is the VP of e-commerce at Beachcomber Hot Tubs. He's going to explain the two common types. We're going to talk about flat rate versus real time. Flat rate's more like saying, I want this SKU or this group of SKUs to cost this much to ship to Western Canada. Five bucks, five bucks, five bucks. Real time is where your website is integrated uh, to Canada Post or a DHL shipper who can automatically bring back the cost of shipping that product for your customer right in the shopping cart environment. It's an API. Comes back and says, great, this is how much that costs. Most systems, Magento, Shopify, these sorts of things, have great plugins to getting the real-time shipping. Of course, the biggest way to increase your conversion rate is to offer free shipping. 
Ron talks about a few consideration points you might want to think about before implementing free shipping. And can you afford free shipping? So after all of these things, you know your competitors, if you're in a competitive arena, have free shipping of some sort. So where is that price point? Is it first $100 gets you free shipping? $50 or $80 repeat? How do you use that in your marketplace? But you have to look at all of the costs of your logistics, your insurances, your credit card fees and such to say, where does it make sense for free shipping? As uh, so Tyler was saying, you're at, at the end of the day, do you want to spend money on products that they're selling like hotcakes every day, but you're not making any money um, because of some of those sorts of things. So can you afford not to? Shipping and logistics can be difficult. Ron talks about third-party options you may want to employ. There may come a time when you're like, can I just pay someone to do this? There are some great operators out there, um, some local ones in the States are branching out into Canada. That will help you with a variety of things um, that used to be extremely difficult and expensive to do. Uh, warehousing is one of them. As we can imagine, we're not always wanting to work out of our own garage or when we start creating orders or having orders that are beyond the garage, beyond the little shop that you've got. Perhaps your storefront was never intended to wear a warehouse the volume that you're now doing online. So get a new warehouse or do you start utilizing you know, the third party uh, logistics providers. They'll go through the process of understanding what your products need to be like on a shelf, picking and packing them or assembling them. Even to a point where they'll package them and brand them for you, repackage them. So instead of having your products come from X coming to you, you repackaging, sending them to your third party provider, just send it straight to them. They'll unpackage, repackage, they'll do all sorts of stuff, you know, fun stuff for you. They can even handle your returns. One buzzword that keeps popping up at the event is omnichannel. Neo, who is the technology advisor at Deloitte, explains. What exactly is the omnichannel? It's a multi-channel approach to sales that seeks to provide the customer with a seamless shopping experience, whether in-store, desktop, or mobile. So why is it important to provide a seamless experience across different platforms? Put yourself in the customer's shoes and imagine this scenario. If you've ever gone online and say, hey, I want this item, and you check the store availability, and hey, they got two left. So you boot down to uh, the store that I can't think of, and you go in there and they have none because they have inaccurate inventory. Not a great experience. So where I'm going with this is technology may be the backbone of Omnichannel, but user experience is at its heart. And that's really what drives a successful Omnichannel experience. And that's the event. But don't go yet. My review is up next. really well-structured event. I could feel that the organizers took the time to select the appropriate topics that covered the entirety of the e-commerce flow. Because they covered so many different aspects of e-commerce, whether you're a technical or non-technical operator, I think you will find this event quite resourceful. 
I'm a front-end developer, so my favorite section was learning about the tools I can use to build an e-commerce site. I knew about Shopify, but didn't know about WooCommerce or Magento, so that part was really valuable for me. Special thanks to my friend Chris from SpidoDesign.com. He helped design the logo, so if you need any UI, UX help, definitely check out his work. Thank you so much for tuning in. Which topic did you like? Let me know. Email me at eventspodcast at gmail.com. If you've been enjoying this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you can leave a rating on iTunes. If you want to one-star it, cool. But if you're feeling good, like I am right now, let's five-star this. I'm Samantha Ming. Be so good, they can't ignore